You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. This is your host, Mike White. Now, if you listened to our Ego Fest 3 show that we recently put out, you know that I was up in Fan Expo up in Toronto, Fan Expo 2015, where I was hosting a pair of Q&A-type sessions, one with Danny Trejo and the other with Orlando Jones. Fortunately, those were recorded. Our good friend Stuart Feedback Andrews Recorded those with a minimum of feedback, at least the Danny Trejo interview anyway. The Orlando Jones did not record as well as it should, so just keep that in mind when you listen to that interview. The Danny Trejo interview, however, did record very well. So well that Danny and I, very loud, in fact, I'm very loud, I have to apologize for laughing and chortling and guffawing quite a few times throughout this uh, interview, but Danny was quite a treat. There were several times where we were asking the audience for questions they were not audible, so I'm going to re-ask those questions, insert them into the interview, so it sounds like I'm some kind of big shot, but you'll be able to tell the difference, I'm sure, when I'm asking the questions of the audience. So, with no further ado, let's go ahead and play Danny Trejo, Fan Expo 2015. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for being patient. Mr. Trejo is here, and it gives me a great pleasure to introduce the man who spent 30 years now working in motion pictures, Mr. Danny Trejo. Morning. <laughs> so 30 years you've been working in movies. Yes, 1985. Yeah. First uh, Runaway Train. Wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell me, you got into it from uh, Eddie Bunker. Yeah. How, when was the first time you met Eddie Bunker? Uh, actually, the first time I met Eddie Bunker was about 1962. My uncle was... Uh, Buying a robbery from him. Buying a robbery? Yeah, Eddie used to uh, plan different robberies, and he would sell them to people that, you know, that did robberies. And my uncle was an, an armed robber. And we, there's, a, there's, a, there's a scene in a movie called Straight Time. Right. Dustin Hoffman, where Great movie. Dustin Hoffman is actually going and buying a robbery f- from Eddie Bunker in right. a bar. Well, that same bar is where my uncle went. In 1962, and bought the robbery, and he kind of said, "Well, who's going to be your backup?" And my uncle said, "Oh, my nephew." You know, right. So, and then he how old are me. you at this time? Shit, I don't know, about eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nineteen. So wow. I don't. Know. Uh, yeah, it was. You know, 
you know, growing up as a kid in Los Angeles, it's a typical American family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the first time. The next time I seen him, it was in uh, San Quentin. And uh, I think it God, in 65. Uh-huh. So just three years, three, four years later. Yeah. And, okay. then, uh, and then when I walked, I, I met him, I ran into him on the movie set of Runaway Train in 1985. Right. Uh, and... Uh, it was funny because I was clean and sober in 85, and uh, I, I got out of the joint in 1969, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd been working as a drug counselor and and, uh, and working as a, you know, uh, in self-help groups and stuff. And, right. And, uh, By that time, you had completely turned yeah. your life around. And, uh, and I got a call at 11 o'clock at night, and it was a kid that I'd been working with, and he was a... He said to please come down to his job and and just support him because 1985 cocaine was like running rampant in 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 the United States and and all over really and right. and and, uh, and especially on movie sets it oh, was yeah. like ridiculous oh yeah you know? so I, I he gave me a, he gave me an address to a warehouse in uh, downtown L.A. so I thought he I thought he would worked in a warehouse and uh, <laughs> I thought we were gonna go. Uh, you know, I to, to to the parking lot and and drink coffee and and smoke cigarettes on his break, and then after his break, he was going to go in and <clears throat> everybody was going to think I was his lover, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't. It was a, it was a movie set of Runaway Train. And right. I just thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. All these people were dressed like convicts and and. <laughs> I was trying to be hard. All their tattoos smeared. That's all I remember. Like, oh shit! I'm sorry, man. I had a beautiful eagle on his back, and I, just, right. I kept looking at it and saying, "Oh man, I, you better get some better ink, buddy." And, uh, and, uh, and so we were hanging out. He was a PA, which is a production assistant, and we were just like hanging out. And this this uh, guy comes up and says, "Hey, do you, you want to be in this movie?" And I said, uh, what do I got to do? He said, uh-huh. do you want to be an extra? I said, extra what? <laughs> he says, can you act like a convict? <laughs> and when he said that, I swear, I, it was almost like this is your life. You know, like uh-huh. everybody's going to come. <clears throat> and I said, I'll give it a shot. You know, and I've been in every penitentiary in the state of California, so... <laughs> Uh, they gave me a blue shirt, and I took off my shirt, and I had that big tattoo on, right. on my chest. And I'll never forget, this guy goes, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, what gang is that? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he said, leave your shirt off. And then, you know, this guy comes over, and says, I know, I know this guy. And I go, I go is this Treo? And I says, Eddie Bunker, what are you doing here? He says, he says, I adapted the screenplay. I didn't know what that meant. You know, he's, right. But he, he changed a lot of the stuff in the, in the film, and, and they had hired him. And, and, uh, and by this time, he was a, a well-known writer. And, right. and so uh, he said, Danny, are you still boxing? Because he saw me win the lightweight and the welterweight title up in San Quentin. And uh, I said, I'm training, man. I'm 38 years old. I don't fight no more. And... and uh, and he said, we need somebody to train one of the actors how to box. 
And I said, what's your pay? Because they were going to give me 50 bucks for acting like a convict. So. <laughs> he says, 320 a day. I said, how bad do you want this guy beat up? You know? <laughs> I'd have done it for another 50 yeah. bucks. You wow. know? And he goes, no, 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 you got to be careful. This actor's really you know, a high-strung kid, man. He's uh-huh. already socked a couple of people. <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, Okay, I'll, I'll train him, but you know you got to tell him that you know for three hundred twenty bucks he can hit me with a stick if he wants. You know? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it, you know. And I started training an actor named Eric Roberts how to box for the movie Runaway Train. And the director saw me, and Eric was a movie star, right? And especially and in '85, he was big. in '85, and movie stars do whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? And and uh, so him and the director didn't really, you know, see eye to eye, I guess. Uh, so, but Eric would do whatever I told him to do because he wanted to learn how to fight. So, so the director saw that and he said, "You be in movie. You fight Eric in movie." He's a Russian aristocrat right, right. named Andrei Kozlowski, who was really an aristocrat. His his grandfather wrote like the Russian. National anthem or something. I don't, I don't know. Jeez. His father had pictures hanging in the Louvre. Uh-huh. I, the Louvre. I thought the Louvre was the bathroom. You know, <laughs> I think in Paris, the Louvre. It's a bathroom. You know. Yeah. So, so, so uh, but he was. The, the, he says, you know, you fight Eric, and everybody started screaming. He's not sag. He's not sag. You know. I don't know what they're talking about. I have no idea what they're talking about. You know. And, and then he says, make him sag. And, and leaned over and kissed me on one cheek and kissed me on the other cheek and walked away. And I told Eddie, look, Eddie, I'm going to train the kid for 320 but if I want to be kissing that old man, I want some more money. <laughs> no, 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 he's European. You know, so. Me and Andre became very, very good friends. You know, so. We kiss. I've always wanted to know more about the tattoo on your chest because for a lot of years, I mean, even in that first role, that was kind of like your signature. Who is that lady on your chest? It was just a a picture that we drew, you know, me and a guy named Harry Super Jew Ross. And uh, (laughs) we're in San Quentin, and I wanted another tattoo, so he came with this. We drew this picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was my, like, my. It was his first tattoo, so... Holy cow. I wasn't going anywhere. (laughs) So we started it in San Quentin, and then I got thrown out of San Quentin. I got sent to Folsom, and uh, he had it half done. Uh And so he had the outlines. He don't let anybody... It was kind of seen from... West Side Store. Don't let anybody touch that tattoo. I won't. <laughs> no matter what occurs. I was on the bus. He was on, he was on the dock. Right. <laughs> so about six months later, he got to Folsom, and and uh, and we did some more of it. And then and then there was a big riot in Folsom, and they sent everybody everywhere. I, I got sent to Solidan. And... Uh, you know, he was almost done, and he wanted to finish it. So uh-huh. he, I got sent to Solidad, and he, he went to Vacaville, and then and then about six months later, he came to Solidad, and and uh, and uh, we we finished it. And actually, it was his first tattoo, so he became a really great tattoo artist. So he hated it. 
You know, you know, like your first drawing right, when you're right. doing art. Yeah, yeah. He hated it, and it made him famous. Yeah. <laughs> Don't show that to me. Shut up. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, does she but, have a name? Ah, God, whoever I'm with. Oh, okay. There you go. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's you, honey. Really, it's you. <laughs> I, I've got one more before I kind of open it up for some questions here. I've always been curious about your role in The Hidden, which was right around that same time. But I don't remember seeing you in that movie. I just remember hearing your voice. Yo, hippie, what kind of dude are you? I mean, I heard that so many times. It was a movie that was a sleeper that just, one of those little movies that is still being showed. That's uh, a great, great film. Great movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, and, uh, it's low budget, and uh, they wrecked about three Ferraris. But, you know, they, they have one one Ferrari that is like brand new, gorgeous, and then they have four that are like already wrecks, you know, right. they don't even have an engine, you know, so, but it's movie making, and uh, all I am is in a jail cell, and it was it was funny, that that movie, I heard, yo, hippie, what kind of dude are you, because the, 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 the director told me, daddy, yell something at the alien, mm-hmm. you know, and I, what the hell are you yelling at alien? <laughs> but yo, hippie, what kind of dude are you? And, and then he shoots me. You know? <laughs> I guess he wasn't a hippie. You know, so. <laughs> All right, let's open it up for some questions real quick here. Who's got some questions for Mr. Trejo? All right, way back there. You're going to have to yell it out, and I'll repeat it. Yeah, you. Uh, Mr. Trejo, you did uh, Eat. You did uh, Con Air. Yeah. Right? When you compare movies like that, you know, is, is, is one more appealing to you than the other, or is it all just work? Is it just another it's, it's it's kind of work, you know. It's, it's kind of work. I had to, uh, in order not to be seduced by the by the by the, the I guess the glamour, or whatever, of the film industry. You got to kind of like. Just, it's work. It's like a painter, a plumber, a carpenter. That's what I do, you know. And so uh, I, I don't really, you know, my agency chooses roles for, they don't choose them. They hand me like three and say, you know, which one do you want to do, you know. And, and you know, which one pays the most? And and, <laughs> and where am I going? You know, it's, it's, so those kinds of things. And then, but... But Heat was just, you know, God, man, that was like such a great movie. And then getting to work with, with uh, Robert De Niro. My son, when my son met Robert De Niro, he was like nine years old, you know, and I had him on the set and I says, Gilbert, this is Robert De Niro. Hey, uh, Bob, this is my son, Gilbert. And Robert goes, hi, Gilbert. Swear to God, my son goes, you talking to me? <laughs> Nine years old, and, and we were both. I said, "Gilbert, you didn't see that movie." <laughs> he seen from dusk to dawn, but Taxi was a little. He goes, "He goes, Dad, the Comedy Channel." <laughs> so that's what he did. And him and Robert became very, very good friends, you know. So, but uh, and then uh, God, uh, Con Air, Con Air. You, you have to be careful with movies like Con Air because it's the biggest test. In testosterone, there is, you oh, know, God. it's like, and, and every they had every wannabe tough guy in Hollywood on that movie, oh, yeah. and so everything was a. Uh, it's like I'm a, I'm not a good sport, you know what I mean? Uh, and and everybody on that movie, it's like if you spit, somebody would 
spin a little further. And then you got... You did a push-up, everything, you know? And so, so it was like, uh, we, you know, me and a guy named Benny Yukidis, who was a three-time world kickboxing champion, five-time world kickboxing champion, just unbelievable. He would, every lunch, he, he would, like, grab me and get me and go and take, we'd go to the dojo and sit by ourselves because you know I don't play well with others <laughs> so but it was you know it was a, it was a great a great movie I mean it was an unbelievable movie I'm trying to remember was that you worked with Buscemi in that one had you already done Animal Factory at that point no okay I actually gave Steve Buscemi the because Eddie had 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 shopped uh, Animal Factory and we couldn't get anything done with it. Right. So he says, "Here, Danny, do you see what you can do?" I said, okay. So I, I took the movie Animal Factory and I gave it to Steve and I said, "Here, Steve, read this or I'll kill you." <laughs> <laughs> in an interview, it was so funny. He said that. He said, "He said, yeah." So Trejo gave me this because gave me this this movie and he said, "Right, read it or he'd kill me." And then the the narrator said, "What'd you do?" He said, "I read it." <laughs> like, I'm really still sitting funny. here. <laughs> and so so uh, he read it, and he says, "There's Danny. There's really nothing in this for me, you know." And because he couldn't play the young kid, and, right, right. and I said, "No, no, Steve. We want you to direct it." And he got really excited. Oh wow! Yeah, I'll direct it. And so the minute he directed it, then uh, uh, Miramax, the 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 star. My God! Uh, oh, Furlong. No, that's one of them. The God, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. I can't remember his name. Give me a hint. The green guy in in uh, uh, Spider Man. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. God, Willem Dafoe. thank you. I'm sorry, William. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Willem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he's it's a friend of mine too. But sometimes early. you just drop blank. You know? Yeah, and he was amazing in that. If you ever want to see a, some of Willem Dafoe's best work, yeah, you. Check out Animal Factory. It's a great movie. Yeah, that was terrific. Yeah, the uh, you going toe to toe with Malkovich and Con Air was definitely a that highlight of that. Film. Yeah, that was. Yeah. One, he's, he, and Malkovich is funny. <laughs> he is so funny, and then his humor is sick as hell. And I remember he says, "Danny, uh, what is the? Because he's very proper. What, oh, what yeah. is the word for rape in 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 Spanish?" I'm just joking. I said, Amor. <laughs> he thought it was the funniest thing he ever heard. I said, Come on, man. It wasn't that funny, homie. That was funny. But there is no word. It's, it's violate. Right. You know, violación. You know, so. So 85, you get into movies. Now, what's that like for you as far as like, when do you finally realize I am now a movie star? I, I'm an actor. And do you then go out and start taking acting classes or are you just you? I just, you know, well, you, it was the first five years of my career, uh, I am still a drug counselor. I still work for Western Pacific Rehab and I still do all the rehab stuff. You mm-hmm. know, it's my passions talking to young people that are in trouble and uh but uh i played inmate number one for the first five years of my career right. you know, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't know i had a career i was i was making a lot of money was inmate number one and bad guy number one guy with tattoo <laughs> and so it was funny because the, the first time i was ever interviewed 
this young lady out, just fresh out of, of, I guess, interview school. I don't know. <laughs> aren't you, Danny, aren't you afraid you're being stereotyped and typecast? I didn't know what she was talking about. I said, right. I, I don't know what you're, what, what do you mean? She says, well, you're always playing the mean Chicano dude with tattoos. And I thought about it. And I said, I am the mean Chicano dude with tattoos. <laughs> okay, somebody finally got it right. You know, they're not, they're not putting brown paint on Brad Pitt. You know? So, so you know, and and so I didn't. I, my first five years, I never even had a name. The first name I ever had in the movies was Art Sanella in Death Wish. Four with right. Charles Bronson. Yeah. You know, so that was kind of cool. And then after that, I did a movie called Against the Wall. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of took off, you know, right. bloody and blood out. And then we started getting names. You know. Yeah, I think the first time I ever saw you was in Marked for Death. Yeah, it was Steven Seagal. Yeah, that was, that was great. You see, all right. <laughs> yeah, me and Steve, we, I, I pulled him in on uh, Machete. Ah, uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, he was he was really good at that, and I killed him. <laughs> First time he ever died on screen. Yeah. So it's 1995. You that's when you met Robert Rodriguez. Oh, uh, or had you met him before, before that? When Desperado, before Desperado. Okay. And uh, I walked into his office to to cast for Desperado, and uh, he said, "You remind me of the bad guys in my high school." And I said, I am the bad guy. He just hit it off and handed me a knife, and I, I started twirling it. Oh, nice. That's what we just did. I dropped it a couple of times, picked up. He says, okay, well, I said, yeah. my agent, Gloria, said, uh, well, what did he say? I, said, I don't know. He gave me a knife. You know? <laughs> and uh, I don't know if he's handing everybody knives. But, right. But, but uh, so and then we got it, and I went to Texas and... and uh, it's funny because while in Texas, uh, we were in in Del Rio, Texas, and uh, Acuna, Mexico, across the border, and everybody from this from Texas goes down to to Acuna, Mexico, to buy booze. You know, you can buy uh, uh, everybody in the car can get two bottles. The kids can get two bottles of booze, <laughs> so, so you buy twenty four bottles of booze where you. Uh, and uh, and so uh, we're there. All my family comes down and to visit me and, and buy booze. And, and uh, <laughs> gotta have your priorities. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and my uncle says, "Who's that?" And uh, my uncle Rudy and, and, and he says, uh, "I says that's Robert Rodriguez, the uh, the director." And my uncle is like an older, you know, Mexican guy, kind of old, kind of gangster. Hey. Calls Robert. <laughs> director, <laughs> and Robert, young, he knows the old guy called him. He comes over. They start talking, and then my uncle says, "Hey, say hi to your cousin." So <laughs> Robert, we ended up second cousins, you know. So oh, wow. I said, "Okay, let's make that limo part a little bigger, Robert." <laughs> and we've done like, yo, God, we've done about thirteen movies. Yeah. He has a, a TV station right now that I'm kind of the face of, uh, El Rey Network, and right. uh, also we were doing from Dust to Dawn, the, right. the TV, the TV series, which is awesome, you know. And then we're going to do something with Machete on that network, I think. You know, so. Oh wow! Ooh. So that'll be like a lot of fun. Yeah. 
When does Machete 3 start filming? Oh, God. Uh, Machete in space. I think we want to try starting something before the end of this year. See, and we don't know how we're going to do it, but but, uh, that was... uh, God, that was an amazing... You know what? I got to tell you, I would have loved that movie even if I wasn't in it. (laughs) That's my kind of movie, man. God, when Robert said, okay... You're going to kill about 14 people the first three minutes of this movie. That's my kind of film. I'm sorry. Don't take me to a drama. Whatever you do, I'll get us thrown out of the... the my kids hated to go. Hi. <laughs> so, but I, I love action movies. Yeah. But you have been in Shakespeare. You were in Richard, yeah. Richard, Richard III. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. I've never seen that. I want to see it. And then, uh, and then uh, also, I did a, I did a, a drama movie called Sherry Baby, that with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. I got to go all over the world with that movie, and I hated it. <laughs> well, I, I didn't. It was just there was no. I was like the good guys. First time I ever played the like the the good guy, the the guy that after she'd been you know just abused and used, and I was the guy that helped her, you know. And uh, uh, so it was kind of like I, I kept making up scenes, like I'm banging on a motel door, and I told one of the stunt guys. Uh, Next, the next door, open the door and say, Hey, hold it down and we'll fight. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to throw some action in there. (laughs) No, Lori Lori Collier was the director. No, Danny. (laughs) Come on, here's a little flavor. (laughs) Now tell me, what's Trejo's Tacos? Oh, uh, that's a restaurant that I'm opening up uh, probably the end of September. Wow. It's going to open up right on La Brea between Pico and uh, and Olympic in Los Angeles. And uh, and then we're opening up. We're opening up. Right now we've got a deal for about five of them. So we're going to try to put them all over. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Mary, uh, let's tell Ash. <laughs> Ash is the guy in charge of the restaurant. So we're like... Uh, I got to tell you, I was very surprised when my wife got her AARP magazine, and I opened it up, and there's a picture of Danny Trejo and his dogs, and Danny sitting on this huge chopper. Have you seen this? This is yeah. great. Well, well, this is cool. <laughs> my dog, look, I have this. This is a pit bull. Okay, this dog, little, I don't know what the hell he is, but uh, <laughs> we call him John Wesley Hardy. Beats the shit out of the pit bull, right? So, that's nothing. We have a little chihuahua, okay, that chases them both. You know, like, <laughs> so it's everything's backwards at the house. <laughs> but I have about five dogs, and I'm a big animal rescue advocate, and, you know, and uh, I just love dogs. They're, like, just so cool, and they're really our responsibility because they were all happy running around naked, shitting anywhere. And, mm-hmm. you know, we brought them into our... We brought him into our camp here in Domestic. With your role as Tortuga on Breaking Bad, did Vince Gilligan offer you a copy of the bust of your head? Yeah, you know what? Uh, there's a couple running around here that uh, people are sending me. I, uh, that was a fun, that was a fun, actually. My, I remember my agent calling me and says, Danny, you want to do one of Hollywood's first? And I said, what? Says, Cross the desert on a tortoise. <laughs> I said, boy, it must be a pretty big tortoise. Wow. <laughs> no, well, it's just your head. I just thought it'd be so. I was, you know, it, was, it was actually a. And so that episode did so well that we did like 
They called me back in like three weeks or something. We did the prequel, so that was great. Yeah. You said you were going to do a show for Machete. Is that going to be on Netflix or is that going to be over on El Rey? Uh, either uh, I, I'm not sure. I know the El Rey Network is uh, is is thinking about doing something, which is Robert's. Uh, uh, network, you know, Robert Rodriguez has his own network, and it's really kind of a. I, I really enjoy watching that stuff. A lot of oh, old yeah. movies, a lot oh, of old movies. Oh, yeah. Whoa! You can't see Dolomite <laughs> anyplace else other than there, you know. That's great. I, uh, how many times have you died in the movies? Because, like. Uh, I don't know, but I got even in Machete. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I get I got the kids Jessica Alba and uh, Nice. And yeah. uh that was I kept messing that one up. Sorry, Robert, you know. <laughs> and then uh it's funny, I had a love scene with Amber Hurt in in um Machete Kills. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you know Amber Hurt. Just go to hell gorgeous. This beautiful girl, right? And uh and uh her husband, Johnny Depp, she's a pretty, but 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 <laughs> but but it was funny because we had this love scene, and so Robert yelled, "Action!" and "Action!" and then Amber, why are you laughing? Because Danny won't stop saying, "Thank you, Jesus! Thank you!" Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, lot, we had a lot of fun. What was it like working with Gina Carano on In the Blood? Did she teach you any MMA moves? Oh, uh, we did that in uh, Puerto Rico. How was it? Awesome. <laughs> but but we, she's a, I'm a big MMA fan anyway, but she's really, uh, when you work with like professional fighters and you have a fight scene with them or something, it's really easy because they know what they're doing. When you work with an actor and you got a fight scene, a lot of times you're in trouble. Okay, well, put up your left hand. No, your other left. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but usually uh, they know what they're doing. And, and so it was like really a lot of fun. It's just absolutely gorgeous anyway. Now, I feel like the real machete can be bad and get the <laughs> He kills the bad guys and gets, gets the women. <laughs> Where's that's my old, wife and daughter? That's old me, that's old me right there. <laughs> and it's funny, it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a lot of the people, I, I stay in touch with them all the time. And when we did a, a little Carmen from uh, Alexa Vega from from Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. She was screaming at Robert, come on, Robert, give me a job. I want to be in Machete Kills. And Robert says, Alexa, it's a grown-up movie. I'm 25 years old, Robert. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> because, but we still think of her as being 12. Right. You know? so, so when she comes out in her outfit and says... Uncle Danny, look what I'm wearing. And go like, on me and two of my, oh my God, don't go. <laughs> and she had to be up against, you know, Michelle Rodriguez, Sofia Varaga, Amber Hurt. And she nailed it. I mean, she was, still, wow, she was awesome, man. And really, really good friend. Now she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars, her and her husband. I think it's the first time that they've ever, they've ever done that. Mm. You know, her and her husband are going to be on Dancing with the Stars. So that's kind of cool. What was it like working with Nicolas Cage on Con Air? That was cool. Nick was Nick was cool. It's uh, it was funny. If you want to see Con Air, when when next time you look at it, when uh, 
when we all just crash the plane and uh, 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 land the plane and and uh, Malkovich says, muchacho, go to the tower. Well, I was 165 pounds when I was supposed to have ran to the tower. It was supposed to be an hour and 45 minutes in movie time. Mm-hmm. But in real life, it was about three weeks. Right. You know, <laughs> and I was in the desert. We were in the desert, Wendover, Utah. And the only cool place on the set was the workout trailer. So every day I'd go to the set and I'd be on hold. So I'd just work out. You right. know? So, so if you look, when... When I yell, we got company, I was almost 180 pounds. (laughs) Everybody was yelling, wow, what was in that trailer? And and, and they didn't really want me to take off my shirt, but come on. It's like, I buffed it. So I'm hey, we got company. I started waving my shirt. So it looks really funny. First off, congratulations on 46 years sober. Yeah, oh yeah, 47, 47. Yeah, thank you. What was your most memorable location for filming and why? You know what? I was, I got to tell you, it's not just because I'm here, but I was in Prince George, Canada. And I, it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. It was like unbelievable. And uh, me and this girl, we had rented a car, we were going up a road. I just never forget, we were going up a road. And all of a sudden, you know, mooses, they're like, they look big like on TV. <laughs> but in real life, these things are huge. <laughs> and it's in the middle of the road, and <laughs> women sometimes say the dumbest thing. She goes, shoo it, shoo it. <laughs> I'm, no, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, but have you ever seen a moose? They're, they're, they're this tall at the shoulders. Right. Like, and this guy's got a head and, I said, shoo it my ass. <laughs> I'm not even going to honk at it. <laughs> we will sit here till it moves. <laughs> and he just looked at it and walked. We just like, take, take your time, old guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was massive, but it was really a, a beautiful, beautiful spot. And first time I'd ever seen uh, like a righteous whiteout. I mean, just oh, wow. snow. So much that you couldn't like see. You know, I'd never, I'd never seen that, and it was like beautiful. But we did a movie called Reindeer Games up there with Ben Affleck. It was oh, a lot yeah. of fun. And Charlize Theron. <laughs> I love teasing her because she had on like a little short skirt, and nylon <laughs> stockings, and 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 high heels, and we had on you know regular clothes and a, right. a parka and stuff. And I would love standing by her all the time, going. They're treating us actors so bad, aren't they? Get away from me, Jenny! <laughs> with a little mile. She's a trooper. <laughs> what was that like working with Frankenheimer on that one? He's awesome. I've, I've known John for a long time. I, I, that's the, who I did uh, um, Against the Wall with, was okay. John Frankenheimer. So, and he was like a, a, a yeller. He's a, oh, yeah. Damn it, it's my shit! <laughs> and I'd always set him up. Because he, he had friends that would show up on the set, and he did not allow pictures. He just didn't allow pictures. And his friends, I seen all his friends with cameras, you know. So I said, "Hi, yeah, yeah. would you like to take a picture?" And, <laughs> sure, oh yeah. And, t- and who's taking pictures? Uh, your friends. Uh, <laughs> God, you. You know, you've worked with so many great actors. Who would you still like to work with? Any of the gorgeous women that I've worked with. 
before. <laughs> you know, I, I used to, you know, just give me who you got. I, I don't care. You know, it's like I, I just, they're all they all treat me pretty good, and we all get along. So I just enjoy the work. You know, I love. I just finished a film called The Ridiculous Six with. Uh, Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, God, he's funny, man. He's funny, you know? <laughs> and so we had a blast there. And it's funny because my my little cousin's uh, he's done thirty six years in the pen straight, right? And uh, and he calls me, so I was on the set, and uh, he, I was talking to him from from Ironwood Penitentiary, and he, he says, um, "I says, hey, yeah, I'm working with Adam Sandler. Oh, I like that guy, man." And uh, and uh, and uh, uh, he, Adam did a uh, Big Daddy, or I forget what oh, it was, yeah. something about a little kid. And yeah, so Big Daddy. it was telling me about it, so I said, wait, 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 Adam, come here. Hey, hey, come here. Like, Adam came out and says, here. So <laughs> he starts talking to my cousin, right? And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, 36? Yeah, yeah, I did 36 years. I, could, I know the comedy. And uh, I'm here, and I might get out. And guy, yeah, sure one of me. He's okay. And, and so uh, uh, <laughs> he gives me back the phone. <laughs> And I said, Adam, he'll do anything I ask him. I want to be in your next two movies. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a good guy. Who's the toughest son of a bitch that you've ever fought on screen or off screen? Like all the actors that like know karate and know uh, 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 karate and know boxing and know all that crap. They kind of shut up when you mention Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, um, <laughs> because Chuck, you know, I did a couple of, of, of episodes of uh, uh, what was his Walker, Walker Texas Ranger, yeah. and he was awesome. And then I, I did a movie a long time ago called Maniac Cop Three. Oh yeah, and he was in that. And mm-hmm. and I'm looking the first time I ever seen him met him. He's not like a real big guy, and his shoulders are this big, and I'm like. You know, because he fought as a lightweight, you know, so that's 137 pounds. So I'm looking at him, and, you know, I'm not bad with him. I can sling him, and I'm looking at him, and man, and him and his dojo guy are, are training, and, and all of a sudden this guy jumps up, spins around, <laughs> hits this bag, and and the, and the, and the, the sensei goes, ah, it's a little slow. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Walker, could I, uh, could I have a Chuck? Could, could I please have an autograph? <laughs> so you know, I mean, he's like the real deal. I would say he's probably. What was it like to work with Rob Zombie? Rob Zombie is like awesome. He's I, I, I love I love I love Rob. He's like uh, he's just cool, and uh, he's a he's a a perfect leftover from the sixties, fifties. There's uh, 70s that just hasn't he hasn't come out. He's still there, you know. <laughs> but he's so cool, you know. He does such great movies, you know. And uh, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies. I, I did a movie called Blood In Blood Out a, a long time ago, and it was kind of first movie ever. I've always loved it because they <clears throat> they portrayed the three Hispanic kids, and 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 they didn't just show them all as being bad. You know, mm-hmm. one's a cop, one's a one's a an artist and you know one's a leader of a gang you know but but it was i just love the story and it was a taylor hackford you know mm-hmm. so he was he was oh, cool yeah. what's the most fun you've ever had on a movie well i would have to say when i was doing spy kids mm. that was like the most fun of all it was like amazing you know and uh, uh 
uh, working with uh, with uh, Daryl and and uh, Alexa, which there's unbelievable kids, and everybody that talks about you know Hollywood kids, Hollywood, it's you know it's, it has nothing to do with with uh, with with. With the with the industry, it, what it has to do with is the is the guidance that they're getting, you know, and, and that's all. That's just all because uh, Alexa was like a little movie star, but the minute the director would say cut, she would go get one of her little brothers sisters, and it would be her turn to hold the baby, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I watched her mom, and her mom was like, you know, was was honor, you know. And then I was with Daryl one time, and Daryl was a. Uh, was he was wow everybody from spy kids and knew him and we were walking and we were walking with his brother and he comes to me and he says Danny Danny stick with my brother okay because I don't want him to feel bad <laughs> and I thought wow that was cool so me and yeah. his brother hung out you know and, and all the little kids were running into Daryl you know so he would he would introduce his brother right away. It's nice to see a Mexican like you and George Lopez together. Are you ever going to do something like that again so my kids can watch? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, man. That was like so much fun. They they canceled that move that uh, that uh, episode that series, but we'll probably do another one, you know. But but uh, and George George is a really good friend of mine, and he's been around for a while. He's funny as hell, you know. But but uh, you know, so you just keep you just keep plugging away and see what comes up. But I I I love the business. I know there's a lot more. It's, it's it's a lot more diverse now, ethnically diverse than than it used to be, and it's getting it's getting pretty you know pretty even you know. So thank God. Any other? Question? I want to know a little bit more about your drug counseling. What do you tell kids to inspire them to stay off drugs? Let me, let me say this. one of the one of the tough things about talking to kids is first of all you have to get their attention, which is impossible because they have none. <laughs> you know? And then you got to keep their attention, which is impossible because of number one, they have none. You know? And then you have to uh, show them that you're cool, and that's impossible because if you're ten years older than them, you're just not cool. You can't. You lose your cool at ten years older. You know. Right. And uh, and then if you're um, and then you deliver your message. My message is, you know, stay away from drugs and alcohol, and education is the key to anything you want to do. Well, anybody can deliver that message except for one, two, and three. You see, that's all. Well, the gift that I've been given is that the minute I walk onto a campus, I have their attention. Not... Not Danny Trejo per se, but the guy from Spy Kids, the guy from Dust to Dawn, the guy from Con Air, the guy from Heat. That guy has their attention. Machete got their attention like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, and so it's like and so it's easy. I mean, I've had principals and teachers come up and say, "You know what? You've got all the kids in here that don't even come to these assemblies." And it's like it's I, I I'm under no illusion that it's just Danny Trail. It's all them people combined. And so they they tend to listen. You know, they tend to listen, and especially somebody that says, hey, this is the, people always ask me, you know, is weed a gateway drug? I don't know. I just know that everybody that I knew in the penitentiary that was doing hard drugs started with weed. But it doesn't mean that you might, or you, you know, but I don't know. But that's just a fact. And that's all I tell them is facts, you know. Facts are you break the laws, you get in trouble. 
And when somebody, <laughs> when they're listening, they hear it. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem is one, two, and three. How often do you get people now walking up to you and giving you Snickers bars? Uh, all the time. <laughs> that was funny. Hey, Danny, you know, because a Super Bowl commercial is like a holy grail to oh, yeah. an actor. It's unbelievable. More people watch the Super Bowl than the Oscars, you know, and uh, more people watch the Super Bowl than any. Even people that don't like football watch the Super Bowl to see the commercial. So, right. so, uh, uh, when she said, Danny, we've got a Super Bowl commercial, I thought, wow, you just hit the roof. Oh, awesome. She goes, one problem. <laughs> I said, what? She says, you're going to be Marsha Brady. <laughs> I says, what? You know, and, she, and then she told me what they were going to pay me. Oh, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> I'll be that girl. <laughs> Did you have to put on the dress and all that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever be in an Expendables film? Uh, you know what? I talked to Sly, and he said, yeah, 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 yeah. They even had posters of me on the Expendables. You know, but then, then <laughs> okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then Robert Rodriguez says, you can't be in the Expendables. Why? He says, because Machete's not Expendable. Okay. <laughs> Somebody right here. Kind of contrary to that earlier question, what's the most difficult shoot that you've ever been on? Uh, you know what? I did a film while I was doing Machete called Predator. And we did it in Hilo, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And it Hilo, Hawaii is a is a basically a live volcano. <clears throat> and it's all uh, volcanic rock. The whole thing. So everything grows on top. And it's muddy and it's rainy, so everybody was falling and slipping. And it's—I mean, it's you know bad for the actors. But think about all the guys carrying all the all the equipment, you know. And they were all fall. Everybody had had busted up knees. My my stunt guy, uh, uh, Norm, right, Mora. He every morning he would put elbow pads and and knee pads on me. You know, what I mean, every and I'm the only one that didn't have like busted up knees and because actors get like real. You know, oh, no, 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 that'll ruin my look, you know. <laughs> I'd rather ruin my look than my knee. You know? <laughs> Will you be doing any more shooting in Ontario soon? I'd love to. Uh, I know they're starting to do a lot more up here, and, and I've done a, quite a bit of stuff in Vancouver, so I'd love to you know, see what comes down. There's somebody way over here. What was it like being in The Muppets Most Wanted? <laughs> that was awesome. That was so awesome. That was a kind of that was so. While I was doing the Muppets, it's not, it's kind of a sad story, but it's really funny. But I don't know my my mom passed away while I was doing the Muppets. I was in England, and uh, and my beautiful son Gilbert. He it was his birthday was March eighth, mm-hmm. and he called me on his birthday. You know, I called him and I said, "Hey, Gil, what's up? What are you doing?" and and he had went and picked up my mom on his birthday and took her to breakfast, you know. And uh, uh, so I was talking to my mom for about, you know, 20 minutes, you know, and uh, blah, 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 blah. We talked and, all right, mom, I'm cool. And so we wish Gilbert a happy birthday. And then, and then uh, uh, my mom passed away on the 12th. So if Gilbert hadn't 
picked her up, I wouldn't have been able to talk to her. So we talked. And uh, she passed away. I, uh, I was getting ready to come back. And uh, my, my secretary, Mary, said, no, 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 don't. We, got, we took care of everything. We got everything taken care of. Don't worry, man. Finish your job. Just finish. You'll just be in the way, you know. And uh, <clears throat> So my assistants, everybody took care of everything, you know. I finished the movie, and I, I just, when my dad passed away, I just, just froze up. I would know, I just stuffed it, all of it, and uh-huh. just took care of my mom and took care of all the business. My mom passed away, I just, you just stopped. Everybody would come up and go, Danny, we're really, it's all right, it's cool, it's okay. And uh, I could see my mom going, screw you. <laughs> There's no way you're going to be that way with me. <laughs> and I was just really and then all of a sudden the guy with Kermit came up and Kermit because those puppet guys they'll they won't talk to you if right. they got the puppet it's like the puppet will talk oh yeah and Kermit goes I'm really sorry about your mommy daddy and he goes like this I ran to the bathroom <laughs> Kermit followed me and we stood in the bathroom <laughs> She was so old, you don't understand, Kermit. She wrote to me all the time. I was in prison. <laughs> the guy with the puppet didn't know what to do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was in the So Moms got to me like always. You know. What was it like working on Sons of Anarchy? And is there any added pressure for you working on an established property? There's no pressure, you know, because, you know... Uh, I'm not Charlie, you know. <laughs> you know, Charlie was the lead on that, you know. But and he was awesome. By the way, all those guys were like just beautiful. Those guys were unreal. There's going to be a couple of spin-offs, I think. I think the Mayans are going to spin off that, and so are the uh, the what is it? The first nine, mm-hmm. which is you know they're gonna they, they want to do that, which is. Uh, an unbelievable, you know, it's going to be, because that was a great series, and I loved working on it, and uh, um, it was, uh, Romeo was cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, yeah. What time is it? Is there any more? We yeah, more that, time. that's good. <clears throat> I think we're, we're out of time, actually, so. All right, everybody, let's give it up for Mr. Trey. And I want to, I want to invite you all to uh, the grand opening of Trejo's Tacos. I, I'll, I know when it's going to be. I think the end of September. <laughs> Thank you. It's a real pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you very much.
Dice no te metas con él Es un pelado duro Es Dani de Jomamés So watch out Dani de Jomamés En el pecho la mariata Siempre viaja con él No necesita pasaporte Ni permiso de la cosa Es un mes sabe bien Que tú eres el que va a caer La vida vale nada para Dani Trejo Es un cabrón duro Es un cabrón grueso La pasa todo el día quebrando las leyes Y siempre por la noche mata dos, tres güeyes No duerme, no respira, siempre sale ileso Chet Norris de Carrada le muestran respeto Se sacan la vuelta, se cagan pa' dentro Se quedan cabra con Dani Trejo With the heart of gold Under his wing We could swing We would never ever fall Used to walk the streets Of El Barrio Sacándole chispas A todo el escenario Good cop, bad cop That's how we roll We were so fucking good We were legends to be told He was talking English Y yo en español And every time we parted It was all night long Dani Trejo Maimer, siempre sigiloso. Dani Trejo Maimer, letal y peligroso. Dani Trejo Maimer, ten cuidado, está furioso. Dani Trejo Maimer, Dani Trejo Maimer. Dani Trejo Maimer, está tu pibu. Dani Trejo Maimer, está tu sol. Dani Trejo Maimer, give me a beer. We're gonna live forever, we will never grow old. Danny Trejo, my man. Danny Trejo, my man. Danny Trejo, my man.